prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Supreme Radio. We had a little glitch in the beginning of the show uh, that uh, may have uh, caused you not to hear the intro music. Hey, no loss. You know what it sounds like. You've, ha- you've heard it for 14 years. <laughs> uh, we have a great show planned today. Today is a uh, product uh, spotlight that we're going to be talking about, a new product. Uh, by the way, today is September 5th, uh, 2019. We do have to say that from now on. My guest today is Dr. Greg Kelly. How are you doing, Dr. Kelly? Great, great. Wonderful to be back on your show. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I, I got to tell you, there's a lot of supplements that dot the landscape uh, today. And uh, most of them uh, take advantage of a particular ingredient, uh, maybe even two. Uh, I, I've never seen uh, products uh, like you turn out over there at Neurohacker Collective because... Um, the, the list of ingredients in your products goes far beyond what is traditional in the supplement industry. Um, it, it's amazing to me. So today we're going to be talking about cellular energy, right? One of the hallmarks of aging uh, appears to be uh, a lack of, of energy on a cellular level that then becomes cumulative and organs and systems, the brain, uh, the heart, everything starts to slow down. And we see this. We see this in the gait of older people. We see this in uh, the desire to get up and move uh, and so on. So the theory is if you address the cellular energy, you know, it's like that old saying to take care of the pennies and the dollars take care of themselves. If you address the cellular energy, then the entire body uh, becomes uh, more functional. Is that a correct assessment? Yeah, I would say absolutely. So um, for your audience, there's really two main theories of aging. One of them is um, aging as damage accumulation. So essentially what that means is as we get older or as time passes, more and more junk essentially accumulates in our cells and the housekeeping mechanisms that would clean that up just can't keep pace. And the housekeeping in our cells, just like in your home or in our office, requires work. The other main theory of aging is the idea of programmed aging. And the easiest way to think of that is Think in terms of our cells are constantly running programs that allow them to adapt to the environment. And the sense is that as we get older, the programs shift in a way that essentially makes us um, senescent. It causes us to feel and experience aging. And um, those programs also require energy and work. So at, at the most fundamental level, for our cells to be able to do more, they need more energy. And one of the commonalities, no matter which hallmark of aging that we would look at, whether that's issues with um, DNA or senolytic cells or cellular signaling or mitochondrial performance, all of those things have energy as one of the, the core aspects. So let, let, we've talked a lot about cellular senescence on this show uh, since around 2014, the first time I had Dr. Uh, Mikhail Blagoskloni on, who did mm-hmm. er, a lot of the early rapamycin research. And he's about to come back on. He just sent me a paper that he's about to publish. Uh, I, I, I was 
lucky enough to actually read it before anyone anyone else did. Um, so th- the cellular senescence discussion is also a mitochondria discussion, is it not? When we talk about cellular senescence, a lot of people, you know, like people that are big fans of Aubrey de Grey, they're like, oh, well, no, you know, mitochondria uh, theory of aging. But when we talk about cellular senescence, we, we are including the mitochondria when we talk about that, right? Yeah, I mean, mitochondria are in essentially all of our cells except for things like red blood cells. And um, I know when I studied uh, medicine, pre-med, even before that, when you would see pictures of a cell, you'll always see the squiggly uh, mitochondria. And and often you'll see two or three drawn in that image of a cell. But the truth is cells have anywhere between hundreds to thousands of mitochondria. So they're always, um, the best way I would think of them almost is as an ant colony or a a bee's nest. They're a networked type of intelligence that's constantly reshaping to adjust to our environment. So what that network of mitochondria in a cell does is it's constantly, almost in a sense like weightlifting or exercise, if um, the right triggers are in the environment, it'll make that network fitter and more capable of producing energy. And part of the process of doing that is getting rid of the older mitochondria that can't keep up. So that, that's called mitophagy. And so that, that dance of creating new mitochondria and getting rid of old ones so that it can take that leftover um, protein mostly and rebuild the network is always ongoing. And one of the things that happens as we age is the, the shift is that we, that neither of those are really keeping pace. So the network over time becomes less and less functional. And so one of the things like with exercise, we all know that exercise is one of the, the, the only tickets to healthier aging, but lots of compounds in the plant world, mostly in the, that polyphenol category, mm-hmm. They're what they, um, plants tend to make those when the environment's more challenging. So they're, in a sense, almost a forewarning when we eat them that we need to be tougher too. So what happened? I, never, I with, never thought about it that way. So really, since we share the environment with them, those become signals for us. Absolutely. So when you think in terms of like the senolytic compounds, some of the most um, – like well-researched currently are plant polyphenols, things like fisetin and quercetin, resveratrol, curcumin. So, Okay, so let, let's delve right into this. I mean, we could do the entire show just talking about the uh, a variety of, of uh, molecules and, and agents that you have in uh, this amazing product called Eternus. Let me see if I get it close enough. My camera may bleach it out. Um, so... Instead of approaching this as going down the list, let's talk about what's in this specifically that okay. would speak to, uh, let's say, um, uh, affecting senescent cells. Okay. Um, so I would say we didn't go super hard on trying to cause a lot of senolytic activity in part because a better way to do that is sporadically to take something for a few days a month, almost like yes. a spring cleaning approach. Yes. Um, because when you go hard after senolytics, most of those are going to kill off some healthy cells too. And it's not unusual that someone would have headaches and other things. So we didn't want that to be a part of this product. Okay. What we really wanted to do with this product is cover five big bases. 
So um, one of them is making a molecule called NAD, which I, I know you know a lot about and have talked about on your show. And, and, and Another, people, people have heard so much about it that they, yeah. there's a lot of buzz about NAD plus and, and what it's supposed to do for us. But I think a lot of people aren't really – all people think is, oh, it's supposed to make you younger. But maybe we can talk about why and how. Yeah, so NAD – I think of NAD as allowing for three main things. One, it's involved in making ATP, cellular energy. So that's – that's its most historically known role. Um, the two other things it does a lot of is it um, activates some of these longevity pathways. So sirtuins is a um, something that resveratrol was first put on the map on almost 20 years ago. <clears throat> but sirtuins are what are called an, um, a conserved pathway. So everything from yeast to mice to rats to primates all the way up to us has this sirtuin gene system. And when that gene system gets activated, it's, again, like almost our um, cellular level of responding to stress. So NAD is used, really, I think of it as food for the sirtuin pathway. Every time you activate their sirtuin pathway, a molecule of NAD is consumed. So that's its, its second role. Um, also in that consumption role, uh, DNA repair consumes um, NAD molecules or NAD plus molecules. And then the third role is as um, an antioxidant defenses. So a lot of our um, cellular defense mechanisms, um, NAD, as usually NADPH, plays a crucial role there. So um, the NERF2 pathway, is that something you've talked about on your show before? Mm -hmm. That NERF2 and QL1 antioxidant defense, that's the third pathway. So really NAD sits at the heart of three crucial things for health at all age points. So um, looking at NAD for a second, so we know that uh, there is some – and, you know, you never – so things we're talking about today could be disproved in, in a mm-hmm. day or a year or 10 years. But right now the common wisdom is that antioxidants are not a good thing to take before exercise because they may actually uh, keep the hormetic effect of exercise improving mitochondrial function, biogenesis, and size. Uh, is there anything to be concerned about using NAD plus? Should it always be taken post-workout? Is it okay to take it before the workout, especially since it seems to energize and be part of that ATP recycle process? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's important, too, to put things in context. So the the free radical theory of aging was the big theory of um, everything back when I was in naturopathic school in the right. mid-90s and first in practice. And Coming out of like one of the things with theories is theories allow you to, you know, ideally predict the future. So the prediction um, that that theory allowed is, all right, great. If free radical damage is causing us to age, taking high amounts of antioxidants should prevent that. We'll do these trials and give high amounts of antioxidants. And what research found is that didn't pan out. And net net, it was actually maybe detrimental. Um, As you mentioned, with exercise, there's been more recent research that taking high doses of like what we think of as the classic antioxidants, the vitamin C's, right. the vitamin E right before exercise, that actually hinders the response to exercise. And part of the reason is this hormetic um, response. So it, um, one of the things that I um, really um, wrapped my arms around when I was a student in naturopathic school is it's what we do that matters, but it's probably how we respond to what we do even more that matters, right? So if you think of exercise as the classic example, when I was in my 20s in the Navy, I was, you know, I'd go to the gym hour, hour and a half every day, six days a week, 
you know, pump iron, pump iron. I almost never gained any size and definitely compared to all the time I invested, it wasn't a really fruitful return on my investment because the piece I was missing was the response. I didn't give my body with my genetics enough time between workouts to actually integrate and respond because really what lifting does, it's a trigger and we get bigger because our, our cells, especially muscle tissues, predicting that we're going to lift weights in the future and we better be more prepared next time. So that more prepared next time, that predicting the future is how our, our brain works, how our cells respond to the environment. And so part of that um, prediction has to do with creating just the right amount of oxidative damage. And if we prevent that by taking antioxidants, then we don't get the response from exercise that we would if we had done nothing. So um, antioxidants tend to be this Goldilocks thing like most things, right? And so um, to me, there's two things I'd have your audience tease out. That um, there's things that are categorized as antioxidants, so the lipoic acid, the CoQ10. Um, those are a bit different in how we respond to them than vitamin C and vitamin E. And the dose is the other key thing. So high doses of antioxidants, not a great idea before exercise and right after exercise. But that doesn't mean that no antioxidants would be our ticket to better performance either. Right. So most things have like some kind of a Goldilocks dose where there's a just right amount. Right. So with NAD, I would say it's the same thing. Like what I've seen over the last couple of years is this idea if NAD is good, more of it must be even better. Yeah, I know. And as we build the NAD molecule, our body tries to keep things in a fairly, um, you know, I guess narrow range. So it's happy to let us have more NAD. So what happens um, in my late 50s now, I would have naturally had much higher amounts of NAD plus when I was 25. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at least um, based on current research, we would expect me to have less 20 years from now. So there's some obviously capacity to have more if we do things to make my cells younger, but having more than a 20 year old is probably not on the menu. So no matter how hard we push giving precursors to that, we can yeah. only raise the bar so much. Right. The body, the body is going to reduce more of it on the other side. Right. Uh, it methylates it. Right. So what happens um, essentially, we get rid of a lot of the things, and then that taxes this system called methylation. We can essentially drain that if we push too hard to build NAD. So what we did with Eternus is we're doing things to build it, and we use three different um, molecules, niacin, niacinamide, and tryptophan, because the body has this great redundancy that allows it to make NAD plus molecule in three different ways. Mm -hmm. So three completely different pathways. And one of the things from complexity science is when you see this redundancy in systems, whether you're designing an aircraft or in something as cool as our body, you want to support that, right? Because there's a reason that our body right. chose to have multiple ways to do this. Because it, it obviously wants more of this. It doesn't want to be caught without it. I just want to answer w one person's question here. Uh, Loretta Tai. Uh, I've actually done shows with Dr. Boros on deuterium-depleted water. It's really not a discussion for, 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 for this today. Uh, but if you go back to the archives, I think it was probably 2017 or 2018, we did a couple shows on deuterium and deuterium-depleted water. You'll find all the information uh, you need there. Um, I, I also see that, and I don't want to kind of sidetrack this discussion. So NAD is very popular today. You have... 
the approach of backloading all the different pathways to maximize uh, the body's own way of producing NAD, which obviously means that there's a negative feedback loop, so there's no chance that you're going to over uh, consume NAD, which we just talked about as the American way, because anything that's good, more is better. Uh, but I also see you have a really unique form of B12 in here, uh, adenosine cobalamin. Now, I've I've always prided myself in knowing stuff, Doc. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I you know, I, I, I you know, I know that the storage forms of uh, hydroxycobalamin. I know that methylcobalamin is very good. I've never heard of this type of B12. Talk about it. So, um, adenosyl cobalamin, so in the body, B12 is used in two different enzyme pathways. So one's the methylcobalamin. That's used um, really homocysteine regulation would be the main thing you think of for that. Um, so that has a lot to do with the nervous system, um, lots of cool things. Adenosyl cobalamin is the other cofactor form of it. And that's used in the cytoplasm of cells in energy production. Mm. So we wanted to have both. And what's interesting is the adenosylcobalamin form was much more commonly used about 25 or 30 years ago than you find it used now. So um, not that it's a, you know, like incredibly hard to source or anything, but it just seems like it's been the forgotten B12. I, forgotten? I don't think many people heard of it before. I mean, really. I mean, I, you know, like I said, I, I tend to try to stay on top of this stuff. And I was like, here's a form of B12 I've never heard about. Uh, there's there's a, a tricreatine malate here, malate. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is an interesting form of creatine. We know that from lots of research by the military that taking creatine seems to have a profound effect on the brain. Aside oh, yeah. from the reason that most people take it for, for, for muscle um, talk about the, the role of tricreatine malate in this, uh, in this formula. Sure, sure. So um, just before I jump into that, in, um, what you see in the supplement world often is categories of things. So things like creatine have always been categorized in the ergogenic category, right? right. Things that help exercise in sports. Um, then there's the nootropic category, things that help our brain perform better. So what um, those two categories are increasingly blending together because as it turns out, a lot of things that help our muscles help our brain because right. our brains literally uses 20% of our energy every day, right? Right. And so um, the creatine malate form or the tricreatine malate, so malic acid or malate is used in what's called the Krebs cycle. So I, I think of when we produce energy, it's really a, a process of taking the sugars and fats in our diet mostly and then converting them ultimately to ATP. And that happens through four linked processes. So one's breaking down sugars, that's called glycolysis. One's called beta oxidation, that's breaking down fats. And the end point of both of those gets fed into the Krebs cycle or the Mm -hmm. the TCA cycle. And malate is one of the things that helps that cycle continue to move. So think of it almost like a, a, um, a Ferris wheel or a, um, what are the carnival rides with the horses? A merry-go-round. Merry-go-round, okay. Right? Right. So whenever you add the acetyl-CoA in that comes about from breaking down fats and sugars, that, that adds fuel to that circle. But any then intermediate you add makes the wheel spin. So malic acid is really useful for that. And so when, like you could just do creatine monohydrate, but the monohydrate adds no value into our formula where the right. malate does. Right, I can see what that And is. then creatine, where that fits in, so... ATP is the the core cellular energy molecule, and creatine acts as the buffer when we deplete 
ATP really quickly. So we just ran and did a sprint or, um, you know, really tapped into our reserves to do this, um, you know, squats, deadlifting. Mm-hmm. Where we tap into to quickly replace that is the phosphagen system. And creatine plays a key role in that. So the other role of creatine, and at least in terms of cellular energy, is it's the, the damper system or the buffer system to make sure that we don't run dry on ATP quickly when we're really pushing ourselves. I, I gave my mother creatine when she had her stroke. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, w- I went to her neurologist and showed him a schwack of studies that showed that creatine helped resolve uh, the symptoms of stroke sooner and improved glucose metabolism in, uh, in the damaged area of the brain. And I also showed him a study done by the military where they had third shift workers and one group took a placebo and one group took creatine. And the group that took creatine was able to stay alert and stay awake longer. And, and he approved me. He said, yeah, that's fine. You know, this can't hurt her. And I just gave her three grams a day. And she, she snapped back from that stroke very, very quickly. And I really do. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I don't know if it was that. No, I, I feel confident that. It was the creatine because that was the only thing that we were giving her aside from what the doctor's care you know, prescribed, which really wasn't anything except go home and heal. Uh, so well, creatine is really magic. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, the thing with creatine, so I just think in terms of the, the diet, right? What, if, if you were eating an impeccable diet, um, you know, what would you have? What amounts of different things like tryptophans, the creatines? Because creatine we would get in our diet. And the truth is, if you took like your classic vegetarian, they're getting nowhere near enough creatine. Mm-hmm. And even someone eating what would be like a generic good diet is probably not quite getting enough. So what we did with creatine, we didn't go super high like a bodybuilder would use. What we did was to make sure we filled in that gap. Yeah, so you that, do it nicely. I mean, that's that's a thousand mil. That's one gram. That's a yep. really really great amount. The other thing I find interesting is the. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but the the calcium beta hydroxy beta beta methyl butyrate monohydrate is a ketone donor. Correct? It is, but mostly it's thought of as um, it's also been really used as an ergogenic, primarily as something that prevents um, sarcopenia, like that mm. type of um, almost too much catabolism of muscle. So um, HMB um, plays a role there. It's also something that we saw research that it actually synergized with things like resveratrol to make the sirtuin. And does your audience know of AMPK or AMPK? Well, uh, tell them. Uh, tell them what it is. So um, AMPK, there's a, a few core, um, almost master regulators of things in our body. So NERF2 for antioxidant defenses, sirtuins for cellular stress responses, and AMPK is what would be considered the master cellular energy regulator. So things like um, creatine, as an example, really boosts AMPK, which would make sense because I mentioned what a prominent role it plays in that short-term ATP system. Um, But HMB also does, and especially it's additive with things like cinnamon and so too. And so it's a nice – We often when we're looking at research, we're looking for the potential of nutrient um, additive effects or synergies. And And and, and that's why ursolic acid is there as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Interesting, because I was I was curious. It's like, why is arsalic acid in here? And now after explaining it, I was like, oh, I see. This has a complementary role there. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Very so cool. one of the things that we wanted. So if we like, we had a, certain processes in mind. So we wanted to boost NAD. We wanted to increase ATP. We wanted to upregulate sirtuins and AMPK. We wanted to improve how your body could um, 
get sugars and fats into cells and then turn those into energy. We wanted to do things to support our body clock because one of the things as we age is our circadian rhythms and all of our other body clock functions tend to um, diminish. So when that happens, the housekeeping things in our cells tend to be more nighttime functions. The um, using the energy more daytime functions. But what you would see as we age is the amplitude, like the difference between those two diminishes. So we don't get good levels of either. And a key thing, this would be, um, it's called Hooke's Law. But our, our eyes and our ears work on detecting change. So like imagine right now in you know your office or where I'm sitting, we had a completely dark room and someone lit one candle, that would be a huge difference. Yes. But now imagine we have 100 candles lit and someone lit one more, kind of a negligible change, right? Right. So the quantity of change, the one candle is irrelevant. It's the proportion of change. Interesting. And so our cells, it's the same thing. Think of receptors as the ears and eyes of the cell. And so what they're looking for is the differences in things. And circadian rhythms are part of what gives that difference. So as we age, when that difference goes down, all thing, all kinds of things misfire. But if we can create more difference between day and night function, then good things tend to happen. That's really interesting, just as an informational basis on its own. Because you know, I've I've been a huge uh, proponent of of abundance and scarcity, and and from an evolutionary perspective, you know, we we see this in. And everything from growth hormone administration to children with idiopathic short stature to fish oil supplementation. Mm-hmm. If you take the same amount day in and day out, you don't get nearly as good of a response as if you kind of mix it up a little bit. You know, have a big mm-hmm. bolus dose, take some days off. And so it's really interesting that that kind of explains why that phenomenon actually is real in the body. Yes. It, yeah, like for me – I guess I think of in terms of like principles or mental models and that idea of proportional change is a super important one to have because what we would see in our body, it's going to adapt to anything that you do constantly very quickly. Right. The other thing that we would see is this idea of timing matters. So what you do is important, but sometimes when you do it is even more important. And I'm going to ask you about timing of taking this supplement, but now I, I also see why L-carnitine is in there because it, yep. it, it causes cells to prefer triglycerides as a source of energy. Correct, yep. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's essential to turn fats into energy. And in so. fact, people take growth hormone for its fat loss uh, ability. People who take growth hormone strictly for its fat loss ability mm-hmm. and not for any of the other things that it can do for you would um, do just as well taking L-carnitine because the, the thing that growth hormone does is it – it causes mitochondria to prefer uh, triglycerides as a source of energy, so you burn more fat, technically, and, mm-hmm. and L-carnitine does the same thing. Yeah, yeah. L-carnitine is one of the, I mean, that, when I was um, an officer in the Navy from 84 to 89 and was reading all the muscle and fitness magazines back then, it was one of the few things that was the real deal even back then, so... Uh, I, I, we're going to take a break here in a minute, but I want to tell the audience a couple things. First of all, um, if you want to try Eternus, uh, we have a super-duper introductory price for you. Not only has it been reduced in price, but my audience gets an additional 15% off by using the coupon code SHR. If you go to the website, neurohacker.com, and in the uh, list of uh, product offerings, if you 
choose the drop down and Eternus, first you'll find a super discount immediately, just chopping the price uh, in half, basically, and then an additional 15% off to those who use the coupon code SHR. So you can try this. I, I have to tell you, uh, there, are, there are a few companies that I say this unabashedly, but this company makes really good products based not only on current science, but they spare no expense uh, and leave things out or don't use the the, the doses that were used in research, you know, I mean, there's so many companies out there that they have a 60-serving bottle, but when you read the research that it's based on, you find that it's only going to last you 15 days. Um, th- there's, there's no bait and switch with, with the NeuroHacker uh, Collective people. Uh, they definitely sell excellent products at intelligent prices. That's it. Some people look and go, wow, this is so expensive. No, it's really not. If you had to assemble this yourself, it would cost 10 times more. Uh, so it's really an intelligent price, and we give them an extra discount uh, for using the code SHR. We're going to take one quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about timing, uh, when people should take this, uh, and also uh, what some of the results uh, that people have found uh, who started using it have observed. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You already know the benefits of red light therapy. Now you have to find the strongest, best one out there at the best price, right? That's where Scott Chevery found himself. He had to create Mito Red Light so you can get the strongest, best red light therapy unit in the world at the absolute best price. And the Superhuman Nation gets an additional discount. Go to MitoRedLight.com and use code SHR to get the lowest price anywhere, plus free shipping inside the USA and deeply discounted shipping worldwide. Go to Mito MitoRedLight.com and use code SHR today. That's M-I-T-O-R-E-D-L-I-G-H-T.com. Who wants to have better sex? That's a stupid question. Everybody wants to have better sex. And you can start having better sex if you go to the website BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Use the code SHR and get a free order of your choice of the only two FDA-approved drugs to treat erectile dysfunction, Sildenafil or Tadalafil. Best of all, they're so they start to work in minutes. Go to BlueChew, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Use code SHR and you will get your first order for free. You do have to pay $5 for shipping, but come on, it's an easy deal. Who wants to have better sex? Okay, get busy. You know how to do it. Are you still on the fence about body protection complex BPC oral from DrSeeds.com? Listen to Maggie Kuhn, one of the owners of the C-Bus Lifting Company, Jim, in Columbus, Ohio. I had been having some bagging tendon issues that weren't injuries, just just things that were annoying. You know, I'm 58 years old, so it's just older tendon kind of issues. For us powerlifters, you know, we really don't stop training when we have just nagging issues. We just kind of keep pushing through. And I started the BPC. What I noticed was I was doing some heavy tricep stuff that um, that would have killed me um, before when I had an elbow problem, and I was able to do this with literally no pain at all. Go to drseeds.com, D-R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your bottle of BPC. 
PPC Body Protection Complex today. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in CanSee see eye drops. I've been using CanSee for six months now, and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is, I've been using CanSee see eye drops for 11 years now, and I credit CanSee see eye drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. CanSee see eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse Cansey eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how Cansey eye drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. This is the Superhuman Channel, doing reps with the weight of the world. Well, first thing I have to say is that old commercial from uh, Cansey Eye Drops is uh, three years old. I don't know how that got into the the mix today. The other thing is that uh, we've lost uh, Greg Kelly. I think. Let's see something here. What's going on? Why is this happening? I don't see him on camera any longer. I'm going to try. Uh, I can't disconnect him. He has to disconnect himself from his end. And, uh, oh, he did. So he's probably going to come back here in a second. Let's just sit tight and wait. Here he comes. Here he comes. Isn't that wonderful? Technology is a wonderful thing when it works. And let's just, There we go. Oh, you're on the other side, you old switcheroo artist. There you go. That's fine. Anyway, um, so let's talk about timing. You know, um, as you stated a little while ago, and I, and I agree with you, there are some certain, certain things that seem to affect senescent cells. Like I'm using rapamycin right now, four milligrams mm-hmm. every other week, just one day. Um, to leverage its effects, I fast at mm-hmm. least two of those days uh, for 20 hours because it really is going to shut mTOR off for 36 hours. And so I don't want to go to the, tra- the gym and train with negligible benefits of, of, of putting on any new muscle. So I leverage that. And a lot of people out there don't even have to use rapamycin. They can just do you know, 16 to 20-hour fasts a couple times a week, and they can actually have an effect on the accumulation of, of senescent cells. So what about timing of using a turnus for those people who fast, for those people who train, uh, you know, late? night and so on what do you think well we um we do have some cocoa extract in eternus and the reason we put cocoa in is um inside our mitochondria the the inside membrane is called cristae but that's where all the final steps of making atp are done in these um, cristae and cocoa polyphenols these um plant compounds found really in cocoa can actually improve the function of that inner membrane and so we think for improving cellular performance, cocoa is a must. And cocoa also has theobromine, which isn't exactly like caffeine. It's often um, grouped together, but it can be stimulated. It, now, it, is a, it in fact the xanthine? Is it a methyl xanthine? It is. Yeah, and so. we'll turn a little bit of theobromine yeah. into caffeine in our liver. 
Um, but it, it's really its own thing. Now, there's not a lot of that in this, but there is some because we're using a good quality cocoa extract to get those polyphenols. So we typically recommend it be more of a, a early to middle of the day as opposed to a dinner time or later. And all of our initial testing, we advise people to take it with breakfast. So okay. Um, okay. most of our data comes from that timing. And we did put things in that, like resveratrol, is much more of a first thing in the morning to get the best benefit from it. Um, so you should take, should you take it with night. food? Should you take it with food? Yes, absolutely. That's, okay. that's a recommendation. Um, I've taken it without, so there's no downside to doing it. But we just think it's it's easier often to take something with food than without. Um, if you were fasting and wanted to take it without, that's, you know, by all means. So it's not like go. it's better absorbed with food. If you were fasting, you could take this in the morning and fast. Yeah, yep. Would, yeah, it, enha- would it enhance anything in the fa- within the fast uh, window? Would it enhance the ability for the body to, you know, uh, turn on autophagy and leverage a lot of these uh, molecules? Well, so um, one of the interesting things is um, compounds like resveratrol um, does look like it enhances autophagy. Mm-hmm. Um and has actually been studied at least in animals preclinically with fasting and promoted that response. Um, L-carnitine has been more studied in the context of calorie um, restriction, but in that context, it does also support like these cellular house cleaning things. So uh, we don't have the, the data on it, but some of the ingredients, the preclinical data would suggest, yes, that it would enhance that response. Okay, so this, I mean, it's insane. Whenever I look at supplements that you you uh, design, and you are the formulator of this product, correct? That's correct, yeah. I, it's, it's like, it's like you, you must feel like it's Christmas morning, and you're just going to put everything that's really, really great in here. And then I would imagine somebody upstream from you goes, uh, Dr. Kelly, like we, we can't include all that stuff. And you go, but no, we have to and for, for in order for it to be good. What, what in this list here are just, you know, you love, like this – Here's the story behind this. This is why this had to be in here. Sure. Um, well, I'll start with a few things that maybe would be less well-known. So one of them is um, black ginger or black turmeric mm-hmm. is its common name. It's um, Camphoria parviflora is the botanical name. And that's um, it's from northern part of Thailand is where it would grow. It's similar to ginger. It's a root, but it's this cool, super dark purple pigmented root. And it's got a reputation in the traditional medicine systems there as somewhat of um, like an Asian, like almost like ginseng, but maybe even more for um, things to do with virility and energy. And so the um, the current research on it has largely looked at two things, libido and um, exercise performance. So you mentioned as the lead-in that there's certain things like gait speed that decrease as we get older. But one of the other things is grip strength. And what grip strength does, it doesn't so much measure like how strong our muscles are as how our muscles and our nervous system integrate. And as we age, that goes. So um, that one compound in the dose we included has been shown to improve grip strength. So that's one of the reasons that, you know, it's a natural fit because if you can change these functional markers of getting older, that's a, a net net positive. Sure. How, so does it, how, be, does it, how does it do that? Does it, as you point out, we've talked about grip strength as early as 2006. It was a study that came out of the VA hospital in California that attributed grip strength to longevity in about 16,000 uh, uh, veterans at that point in time. Uh, later, they did a similar study with leg press 
Uh, you may be aware of them. They're pretty mm-hmm. old studies, and they're quoted often. How, how does that uh, black ginger uh, affect grip? Is it because to me, as you just uh, uh, kind of spoke to, to me, it's not muscular. It's it's the I think I think of our bodies as a city, and mm-hmm. I think of our nervous system as the power grid. And as we age, we start having brownouts. You know, being able to make that connection to that group of houses fails a little bit, and the lights flicker, and that's the beginning of for me of, of aging of the of the wiring harness in, in our body, and so. I purposely do things like heavy pulls and stuff like that to keep forcing new nerve pathways, uh, new innervation to kind of over supercompensate for those intended brownouts. Mm-hmm. Does does the black ginger somehow affect the nervous system? So my guess is it's more mitochondrial. So there's um, sirtuins are in, involved in um, upregulating a bunch of mitochondrial processes, but there's this compound PCG1 alpha. So I don't want to you yeah. know um, confuse your audience, but the key thing to remember is that's the master regulator of the process called mitochondrial biogenesis. So earlier we talked about your network of mitochondria is reshaping itself, making new stronger ones, getting rid of damaged ones. Mitochondrial biogenesis is that making the new, stronger, fitter ones. And the black ginger does um, support that pathway, mm-hmm. that, that one master regulator. And the polyphenols in it actually were shown in a preclinical study to be stronger even than resveratrol to induce sirtuins. Wow. So pretty cool plant, but I'm guessing a lot of what it's doing is mitochondria. And when our mitochondria and our brain work better, the whole nervous system works better. And how about dopamine? Any of this stuff affect dopamine? I, I, you know, I've I've always been fascinated with dopamine, but more so now in the aging brain. It appears that um, dopamine may actually be implicated in some uh, uh, forms of dementia, and uh, and as people age, you know, they they tend to get tired in their brain before their mm-hmm. body starts to malfunction. Is is there yep. any any dopaminergic effects of any of the ingredients in here? It would be mild. In our Qualia line of products, we go much more um, aggressively mm-hmm. to support that pathway. In mm-hmm. here, things like resveratrol are slightly involved in the um, recycling of dopamine. They, they tend to make that, those processes work mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wouldn't be the, the main emphasis of this product. Okay. Okay. What other yeah. ingredients in here are exciting to you that most people probably have never heard of? Well, I think um, your audience, I'm sure, has heard of resveratrol. Right. But like we think of resveratrol as another one of those Goldilocks molecules. And I, some, I'm sometimes concerned when I see the quantities of resveratrol yes. experts um, you know, say they take on people's podcasts because I would never take that dose. So what we did is um, we actually use a, a, a French red grape extract that has both resveratrol and then a high quantity of OPCs, which are another completely different polyphenol compound that are in grapes. And we think that that's way, way better to take a, a, so we give only 10 milligrams of resveratrol and then about five times that amount of these other grape polyphenols. And that combination we think is way more important. So one of the things when we were looking at the pathways that allow us to build NAD and then recycle NAD plus after it gets consumed in DNA repair or for suet, right? So two ends is this one enzyme that tends to be really weak and sluggish as we age. 
And OPCs from grapes are one of the few things that in animals upregulate that and allow us to rebuild the NAD plus molecule. So we think resveratrol is great. We think it's even better when you take it in the context of a whole grape extract. So um, would this fall into a similar category as things like naringin? Uh, because I did a show um, earlier this year about uh, uh, using uh, nicotinic acid mm-hmm. in, in, in its base form to increase NAD+. Plus. When you combine it with small amounts, not ridiculous amounts, because it's yep. – I've actually done a, sh- a, a separate show saying – is grapefruit really a drug? Because if you, if, you, if you eat enough of it, you can whack out your entire endocrine system and the P450 cytochrome enzyme cascade in your liver and call, cause yourself all sorts of, of dysfunctions. But a little tiny bit actually seems to potentiate uh, nicotinic acids conversion to NAD plus and a downregulation of the – is it NADH uh, that breaks the NAD plus down? Um, maybe I'm getting the names wrong, but is, is that grape component kind of like that? Yeah. So, um, we actually do have a citrus bioflavonoid extract in Eternus. <laughs> now what we went after, so there's, um, there's a, a range of different flavonoids in citrus. Um, so naringenin is one, um, grapefruit. It's going to be in lesser amounts in some other citrus extracts as well. Um, hesperidin is another one, um, but we in, we went with one that was standardized for this compound called nobilitin. So nobilitin is not found as commonly and is one of the few molecules that's been shown to impact how our circadian rhythms in our liver function. Mm. So and also activate that AMPK pathway we talked about. So um, it's not the only flavonoid in that citrus extract, but it's forty percent of it. And we think of the different ones in terms of a healthy aging, that's the most important. But these other ones certainly have roles as well. And they're in there. They're just not in there to that high an amount. So a lot of times that these types of things, like even rapamycin, I remember the first time I took my four milligram dose, I expected to feel something, you know, feel weaker, feel tired, uh, feel sensations. and, And I felt nothing. And this is a very powerful drug. I mean, very powerful. And, you know, so I, I take it once every two weeks. I notice nothing. I can train uh, after taking it. I'm just as strong. And mm-hmm. a lot of times people give up on things that they don't feel. You know, yeah. and that's why so many products have caffeine in them today. I mean, oh. there's one brand of, of, of ketone powder out there that puts caffeine in it because people don't think it's working if they don't feel something. Um is this one of those products that you really just, you, you got to take it and you'll start to see things and you won't feel it? Or do you start to feel things and, and how long does it take for people to go, this is really worth my, my, my money? So I think what we saw in our initial testing has played out so far since it's been on the market. And that's that most people do feel something mm. and often quite um, much quicker than we anticipated. So our hypothesis was that um, most people would feel something over the course of a, a, a full month of taking it. And what we saw is that a large percentage started showing um, things within five days. And, um, and so what we would typically encourage is give a, the full month a trial. But um, the things we've got the most feedback on are things that intuitively would make sense if you had more cellular energy, but aren't necessarily something you would attribute 
to doing first thing in the morning when you take a churnus. So that's um, as an example of sleeping better at night. We've got quite a bit of both um, in our initial trial and subsequently since it's been on the market of people reporting that they feel like they've gotten much more restorative sleep. Another thing would be better workouts, which we would have guessed, right? That would make sense. We're doing things to prove um, to induce better cellular energy. Um, we got a lot of comments about productivity, so almost nootropic effects. And some of those, again, were fairly quick. And one of the, the ones that we thought was the coolest is because some of the people that were in the trial, about a mix of 50-50, were on qualia, some weren't on qualia. And some of the people that were on qualia felt adding this in helped them to get more done at the end of the day than when they were usually cooked. Mm-hmm. It kind of had built more reserves in the tank. Um, and then, like, speaking of, like, energy would be another generic one. So um, this, uh, I'm not going to mention his name because I don't have permission at this point, but this um, UFC MMA fighter has been on Eternus now for about two months and just emailed me on Sunday. And really the, the three things he mentioned in it was much better energy translating into way better workouts. Mm-hmm. And the third was sleep. And he um, had just finished the Eternus about a week ago. So was offered for a week and said, you know, was evident when I was on it, how much better my sleep is. It's even more evident now that I'm off it. So for him, those were the, the three key things. And one of the things I've noticed, whether it's with Qualia or Eternus, is our individual experience of something can vary, but the themes tend to be the same. Um, I am actually using injectable NAD plus right now. Okay. I made this really bad mistake of taking it late last night. And I didn't sleep hardly at all last night. And I have to attribute it to that because there was nothing else that I did. Um, And, in fact, I had to take seven, the full dose of Qualia this morning uh, Mm -hmm. to to, to be able to function and think and and work. Because usually when I take it, I take two or three caps. We've talked about this last time we were on the show. I don't need much more than that. Um, So if I'm taking NAD+, can I take it with Eternus? And is there any... Uh, advantage because there's a lot of and more and more people are now starting to use NAD plus in uh, IV drips or injectable NAD plus. Is, is there anything beneficial of taking it with this? And what about timing then? So we don't have any data on that at this point. But my biggest concern of someone that's doing the um, NAD infusions is that you may eventually start exhausting the methylation pathway if you're not doing something to add things back in. So um, some experts I've seen in this space really feel like even orally, if you're taking large doses of precursors for NAD+, that you should add some betaine, so trimethylglycine in, mm-hmm. which is something that um, in our first um, version of Eternus, we didn't have that in. Our methylation support was the B12, you mentioned, two forms of folic acid. But in the one that we just um, most recently manufactured, we added in the betaine. So I think, um, so my, I guess my short answer would be, I would be comfortable with someone doing this and, and taking, that. yeah, taking, yeah. It, yeah, okay. Cause that actually maybe potentiate the, I'm only taking 50, uh, people are taking crazy doses, right? I'm only taking 50 yeah. milligrams and I'm only doing it a couple times a week. There are people that are taking a hundred and 200 milligrams in a single shot. And I hear that it has almost nicotinamide like effects on them where their skin literally gets flush and they, and, and, um, Dr. Bill Seeds, who is the uh, uh, chief scientific officer over at the International Peptide Society, told me 
that everybody has a different sweet spot. And the way you find it is that if you start to feel bad after taking an injection, you need to back down from there. I've never even gotten that close. I mean, I, the only thing I did notice last night, like I said, was I went to bed and I just wasn't tired. And I was like, oh, man, I bet you I shouldn't have taken that shot so late yeah. um, because of the ATP influence on it. And we know that. Uh, same thing happens if I take creatine late at night. I don't want to go to sleep. I mean, it wakes me up. It really does. And some people, it has that effect. Maybe others, it doesn't. I'm one of those people. But yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take. A, I'm gonna start taking this tomorrow morning. I have to be honest. I haven't had a chance to take it yet. Uh, I'm gonna start taking this tomorrow morning, and I will report to my audience as well uh, my findings. And I'm looking forward to taking it on the mornings that I take my uh, NAD plus as well to see what else I notice. Great. And one of the things that we so similar to what we've talked about with exercise and some other things, intermittent fasting, like you mentioned, we're fans of doing and then resting from doing. So when we tested this product out and how we recommend doing it is five days on, two days off. And we think in general, unless someone needs to do something every day, that idea of taking a couple days a week off from something is a way for the body then to actually respond to some of the messages it's been getting from the doing of that supplementation. And especially with all the polyphenols in here, we think that's you know, very important to do. We're going to take our last commercial break. Stay tuned. I'll tell you how you can save a bundle of money on Eternus if you haven't heard already. Stay tuned. Are you looking for a better way to absorb the nutrients you know you need? Do what I do and start your day with lipospheric supplements from Live On Labs. Unlike pills and powders, Live On's patented liposomal encapsulation technology transports nutrients like vitamin C, vitamin B, glutathione, acetyl-L-carnitine, and alpha-lipoic acid to where they need to be, your cells. Visit try.liveonlabs.com forward slash Carl to learn why I take these supplements every day to help me perform in the gym and in life. That's try.liveonlabs.com slash Carl. There's a phenomenon today. So many of us sit for hours each day. Slowly, our bodies respond by shortening certain muscles. The psoas gets shorter and shorter over time. It leads to lower back problems, stiffness when standing, and inhibits your running performance. Now there's Sorite.com. That's P-S-O hyphen R-I-T-E dot com. Sorite is a device that allows you to stretch your psoas muscle and return them to normal function. And it does it better than any stretching movement or chiropractic adjustment. Can. You can use it in your home, office, or at the gym. Experience what thousands of people already know. Check out pso-rite.com and save 20% off when you use the code SHR. Quest Nutrition makes bars, cookies, chips, and pizzas out of complete dairy-based proteins. Our products minimize net carbs and sugar without sacrificing taste. Each delicious chocolate-flavored chip, cookie chunk, and crunchy crumble is custom-made to maintain Quest macros. It's time to enjoy foods that work for you, not against you. It's time to enjoy your Quest. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to power Powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, 
you'll gain with it. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to Redcon 1 com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one, dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. You're listening to the Superhuman Channel. Don't hate us because we feel good. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks. So uh, you can save a bundle of money on uh, Eternus. And, and I got to tell you, I'm going to say it again. Um. The truth is, Eternus um, Neurohacker Collective isn't even a sponsor anymore. Uh, so I say this without uh, any fear of like, oh, I'm going to lose a sponsor. They make the best products in the world. And when you look at the list of ingredients in these things, uh, their neuro- um, um, qualia mind, qualia focus, uh, Eternus, you, you, it becomes very evident to you if you pay attention to supplements in general that there's a lot of expensive stuff in their products. Also, quite often, their products require you take a, quite a few capsules, which generally, and I haven't looked at Eternus. How many do you have to take of Eternus, Doc? The full dose is eight a day. Yeah, so, you know, th- this is my example. This is what I say, you know, you, when you look at these studies and you go, oh, they gave these people three grams of something and this is what it did, and then you go to GNC and you buy it and it's two caps is a, is a serving, and you realize two caps is is one sixteenth of what they used in the study, and you realize in order to get the results in the study, this sixty you know serving bottle is only going to last you fifteen days. You know, there's a lot of caps in the serving because there's a lot of really amazing ingredients in these products, and you can't do it in one or two caps. And uh, and so people probably think, oh man, this this stuff is so expensive. It's not expensive. It's called intelligently priced, right? You don't look at a Ferrari the same way you do a Prius, right? You don't go, oh man, you know, uh, you know that Ferrari is so. You know, the Ferrari is expensive because the car is really well made. There's a lot to it, and so yeah. that's how these products are from Neurohacker Collective. If you go to neurohacker.com and you go to uh, the product dropdown and and go to Eternus. First thing you're going to find out is that the price is literally almost cut in half, first of all. Uh, and then when you add the coupon code SHR for my audience, you save another 15%. Now, that's off your first bottle. People are going to go, well, wait a minute. The second and third bottle are really expensive. No, they're intelligently priced. But what the company has done is they've put skin in the game to get you to try a bottle because you're going to either notice or not notice. And if you don't notice, then you don't buy anymore and you're not out. But if you do notice and you think, wow, like this stuff is a game changer, then you continue to buy it. And so for those out there who are just looking to kick tires, you may not be as happy as people who are legitimately looking for solutions uh, that certain supplements can provide. Uh, and and there's, there's nothing... There's, there's, there isn't another supplement company out there that I've seen that puts the uh, work into formulating uh, like Dr. Kelly does. 
I mean, really. You, there's a lot. I'm sure there's a lot of things you could have just left out of here and no one would have ever noticed, but you knew mm-hmm. that it was going to be a game changer. Yeah, my um, one of the owners is like super hardcore science biohacker guy. I don't think he'd let me cut corners. <laughs> so, yeah. Good. Uh, and, Good. Um, that, you know, we don't have a lot of products because before we launch something, we have to feel confident that it's really making a contribution. And that takes a lot of time and testing often to get to a point where we're confident putting our name on something and out in the market. And it's part of the reason that we do offer the money back guarantee if people you know, were to buy Eternus or Qualia and it doesn't work for them. That's great. We we expect just because of human in, um, individuality that there's probably nothing we could do that would work for everyone. Right. Our, our goal is to make sure that by the time we launch a product, we're confident it's going to work uh, well for about four out of five people or more. Right. So, right. No, it's good and then the other stuff. thing is, you mentioned it, and we talked about it last time when we talked about qualia, is that both you and I actually don't take the full dose um, typically, right? You take three or so. I usually take four. But on days when I didn't get as well, um, like as much um, restful sleep, or I'm going to drive from San Diego to Santa Barbara, be at a, a trade show, something like that, I'll take the full dose because I'll be a little more taxed that day. Right. So with Eternus, um We've tested out the full dose, but we do have some um, anecdotal feedback from people taking a half dose, even a few people taking a quarter dose that have mentioned for them that that's worked fine. So we're always really, um, I guess, big fans of self-experimentation because this is the dose we recommend doesn't mean that you need to take the full dose. Find your own sweet spot. I like that. Yeah. yeah that, that, you know, and we're, we're coming to that in medicine today, too. You know, we, we, lots of doctors pay lip service to individualized medicine, but they prescribe the same things to everybody, and yeah. they just spend a little more time making them feel like, oh, I hear yours. No, when they when individualized medicine means you didn't get the same exact thing as the person before you or the person after you. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, find your own sweet spots. I love it. Listen, thanks so much for being on the show today. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me back. Uh, and we'll have you again. I'm sure that you're going to come out with another landslide product before we know you. What are you working on? Come on. Just give me a little peek under the tent. Come on. So, um, well, we're actually going to be launching a nootropic liquid shot, um, like a um, two-ounce form factor, the middle to the end of October. So super excited about that. I've been working on a sleep product for, you know, off and on, I would say, since last fall. And we don't feel like we're... Um, we feel like we're going to go in two directions with it. So um, we're going to probably still do something that would be immediately prior to bed for people that have a difficult time falling asleep. But what we're um, really focusing on now is something that you would take with dinner that would help you get more restorative sleep. So you'd wake feeling more refreshed the next prime, day. Yeah, prime prime and, the sleep, yeah. Right, and so that you'd almost have a next-day nootropic effect. So that's what – we feel like we're getting pretty close to that. So – um, we'll see how testing goes over the next couple months. And then um, a few other things that we're working on, but our earlier stage would be um, anxiety, pain, actually have very similar mm-hmm. um, like interacting mechanisms, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. And there was a recent um, thing in the medical news about this one woman that genetically didn't feel pain, but also because of that, never had had a bad day. It affected her ability to have mood. So that I think of that system as the bliss system. So that's something that we're starting to um, 
put together some trial recipes of ingredients to see if we can make a difference. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I hope to have you back on when you launch some of these new products, okay? Great. Thanks a lot, Dr. Kelly. And thanks to everybody for uh, listening and watching today. We'll see you tomorrow with more Superhuman Radio.